Beardy and the Beast, The Second Wall. This is placeholder intro song. Hey there. Welcome to the Beardy and the Beast, The Second Wall, a water cooler conversation regarding a series we're watching in segments. There'll be mild spoilers. We're available here and on other services with a full list available at beardyandthebeast.com. I'm Drew, and with me, of course, is fellow talent judge Devin. Eat. This is the third part of the show Carolyn Tuesday series regarding episodes seven through nine. Pow, pow. <laughs> so, Devin, what on earth is going on here? Well, clearly, we've entered the tournament arc. Ah, yes, the, the fabled <laughs> tournament arc. I didn't actually expect something like this. I know. Uh, it, it was kind of out of nowhere, but made a whole lot of sense in like in context to what they're trying to do with parallels to you know um current current situation musical acts etc yeah uh, there was definitely a tonal change i thought in episodes seven through nine something darker and foreboding okay i don't know just can't point to anything what it might have been it might have been civil but overall I, I can't put my finger on it it just felt like a little bit of dread in the background there all right well i'll say this hold on to that <laughs> oh no <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah so <laughs> this isn't even gus's final form <laughs> yeah so i guess let's start uh we'll talk with episode seven here first so did you notice anything interesting about episode seven and how it was presented not especially um it it seemed kind of, kind of like the same old carom tuesday um the only the only thing that i noticed was a. Uh, a solidifying of something that they were kind of putting in the back of my head, and that was the family aspect of the group of four, Tuesday, Carol, Gus, and Roddy. Yeah. I almost saw um, them moving more like a family unit, where Gus is kind of like the incompetent father, Roddy is kind of a, like a maternal role. And Carol being an older sister, and Tuesday being the youngest sister. Yeah. Um, but the way it was presented, I I did finally notice that the the songs that were being performed were definitely related into the current small like arc within the series. Yeah. Which is embarrassingly something I would have normally picked up. If I was just watching the show regular, regularly, <laughs> yeah. Um, specifically around the songs. Hmm. I would say, like Carol and Tuesday's song, or did no? They performed that in episode eight. Yeah. Um. So I'm unsure about anything in seven. I was definitely that's actually that's actually what I was getting to. This is the first episode without any song really tied to tied to them. They hmm. did not sing in this one. 
But I think the song in episode eight definitely carried from seven. Oh, for sure. Like the the character in it, the songs between Carol and Tuesday definitely seem to be encompassing encompassing the relationship uh, between Carol and Tuesday and what they're going yeah. through is is um two individuals and together as it like a single unit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is just a small thing that I, that I noticed. It's like, huh? They actually don't perform. They just hint at it. But the only songs that we get in this entire episode were the um was what was his name like the William Hung type songs that you saw from American Idol way back mm, when. Mm. That's literally the only songs we get in this one. And I mean, they were kind of fun. They oh yeah the the songs and the the presentations that they did were just so entertaining to me. Like all these kind of like throwaway characters. Yeah. Um, like the the metal twins yeah they they were super those fun we see, those we see in the next episode oh was that eight as well hmm. yep that's eight um this one here we had idea singing we had that martian singing in the native martian song um that one had, had me howling the martian yeah <laughs> yeah that was fun uh, uh, i liked the uh the grandma saying hey, this is a song that my <laughs> my, my mom used to sing <laughs> and it was just a straight up like dubstep draw yeah <laughs> yeah so i i really enjoyed that um we got a new colorful cast of characters kind of coming from this and we had uh carolyn tuesday first to actually see angela mm. yeah uh, and even it's... though they didn't really interact in this one it was something i was waiting for like uh, to see how the the two unique and independent storylines would collide and intersect yeah. is what i'm what i was waiting for yeah while i was watching it and they kind of introduced the oh this is going to be like special judge american idol talent show sort of thing i was like ertagun is going to be a judge drama and <laughs> that didn't happen but i think that'll happen because i think the ai dog is a this was a special guest yeah yeah, dog's a special guest. So. so there's, yeah, three episodes without Ertegun. I am, <laughs> I am not pleased. <laughs> I, I still find that so funny because again, the first time you talked about Ertegun, you just didn't know any. You're just like, I don't get it. I don't know where he's going. Anything about it, and it seems like he's quickly become your dark horse. <laughs> oh yeah, he's 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 gonna win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the true protagonist of Carolyn Tuesday was actually Ertegun the whole time. <laughs> yeah. ne never going to happen because he doesn't have the pow pow. <laughs> yeah, he's um, Piotr. <laughs> Piotr. Yeah. I honestly think it's just supposed to be Peter, but <laughs> the weird spelling, but he's uh, he's really uh, interesting. I, I kind of like his character. He's, he's, to me, he's very much the exactly what you expect an influencer to be. Except saying really well. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess to get to that level, like you either have to be full on, like, uh, full on completely terrible or uh, full on pretty decent. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So I guess let's do a, a quick dip into episode eight. So here we had uh, the, the tournament arc began in earnest. 
Um, oh, I guess one thing in seven. I love the uh, handshake between Carol and Tuesday. And like Laundry Guy just shows up. Pretty yeah. sure that was Laundry Guy. And he's just sure. like, what are you doing? No, it's like this. Choo, 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 choo. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of those, again, those kind of heartwarming heartwarming scenes. It's like, yeah, no, they just enjoy this. And the, the practicing their speech when they win. <laughs> yeah, the entire process. Like, everything about what they're doing, like, uh, you can tell... Like, we do this a bit for the podcast, so, like, we talk, like, positively and have fun talking about the thing that we're doing yeah. when we're not actually doing it. And that's, I think that's a good sign, like, that definitely reflects back into what I personally experience. Yeah. Definitely connected with them on that level. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I, I feel that a lot as well. So, um, yeah, I guess episode eight, is that the tournament arc starts in earnest here introduction of um, sybil yep or she i think she was shown in seven but didn't really do anything until eight right yeah unexpected unexpected character type mm -hmm. no idea what was going on there <laughs> and that throws uh any predictions that i might have had that would happen in episodes 10 to 12 or just completely out the window given Sybil having been a character type. Yeah. Like stalker fan trying to replace Carol. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, uh, she is, um, she's something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I know near the end, we'll go through and, go with what your overall predictions for the next few episodes is going to be um but uh, lots of performances in this one we had uh og bulldogs performance unexpected loved it yep <laughs> thought he was gonna bust out some gangster rap and he totally went into like an operatic thing yeah and... straight about opera and then like the whole introduction of the grandma just randomly like <laughs> it it was a whole like what the heck yeah. series of moments which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Uh let's see we had um Kyoto's performance. I know you bench touched on him already, like with the being able to sing. Um Yeah, you could sing. More importantly, he had like the dance thing going on. Yeah. Like you you could easily someone see someone in one of the uh like a Korean uh, pop group, uh, one of those boys busting out moves like that and singing. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they like drew an influence from that. Mm. Yeah. And of course the um, metal twins. Metal twins, best twins. Yeah. I I, abs I absolutely love that part. Like I was going to send it to my, my metal singer buddy, but uh, I was just like, hmm. Maybe another time. Yeah. <laughs> Just absorbing the Metal Twins, young at heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, that's really kind of what happened there. Those performances were amazing. Um, oh, I thought, I thought the Mermaid Sisters was a completely different uh, show. I thought it was from something like uh, the Boondocks or something like that. 
and mm. to to have that come up and actually like i'd seen it a bunch of times uh while browsing videos and seeing memes on the internet so yeah. having that bust out in carolyn tuesday was so out of nowhere for me <laughs> yeah they were episode nine um them uh we had a uh, ggk uh she is quite interesting <laughs> which one was ggk ggk was the um the one who was 13.8 billion years old oh yes yes yeah uh i i only remember her from her performance and yeah. like the the cool outfit she had that had like the stars in it yeah. like i was more absorbed in that um like the persona that that she was doing didn't really yeah the, the persona in and of itself is whatever but I, I really liked kind of that trancey sound yeah and her yeah, performance and I, matched the sound for sure yeah very much so uh sybil's performance uh that was a french le ballade it was well the performance was good but the her they did really well with these performances uh separating them out uh, to what was excellent versus what what was just pretty good, so yeah. uh, GGK and Sybils um, was within a very small range, mm -hmm. so it didn't fluctuate that much. However, uh, in say Angela's performance, it kind of started out like that, but then like partway through, she's really belting, really using her pipes. Yeah. Whereas there's not much ups and downs going on with the like the vocal techniques being used by gdk and angela yeah so let's um let's talk about angela's performance here for a second then because um this is in a way a reprise of the song it's not the first time we've heard it right it's actually the same song that she sang when they were going to the investors what's your thoughts on her performance now uh well before if i remember correctly i said that it was heartless and even soulless yeah. um like she she was singing it well but you couldn't hear any emotion behind it yeah and this time i definitely felt a little bit more emotion behind it uh, it could have just been tricked by the animation but i definitely didn't have that same kind of feeling you you could definitely see there was some of her behind that song rather than uh yeah. what you did at the investor meeting yeah for sure. Um, that's something to hold on to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um going to touch base a little bit into uh, the themes overall. Because again, like I said, I know, I know there's some themes that I'm seeing that you've been dancing around. <laughs> so I'm wondering if uh, these sets of episodes might have brought anything to Frontier. Hmm. Not. Nothing that is really ultra present in my mind. I mean, I could think of things like a society that's listening to music and art that's developed via AI versus the human touch. I I could consider that, but. I think that would be something more in like a Tao uh, arc within episodes 10 to 12. Um, 
the... I mean, it seems to be a bit like a trans... a transposition of uh, certain aspects of nowadays on, like, a future Mars kind of situation. Yeah. I mean, the time frames don't really match up in my head, because it's, like, 50 years or something. I can't remember, but it just yeah. didn't make sense. Terraforming Mars in that amount of time. I could be completely wrong. I don't know what's canon anymore. <laughs> uh, I think mostly just togetherness, the like the family unit versus the world. I mean, I know none of them are uh, related by blood, but definitely by emotion. They they're all kind of filling in into some type of like uh, paternal, maternal, and um, child roles within that group. Kind of that kind of that family you choose as opposed to yeah. the family you're born with. Yeah. Exactly. And I like I that finally came to a front in seven. I was sitting there whining to myself that Erdogan wasn't in the episode. And then I was like, wait a minute. That's it, it kinda happened when Gus came in and he was like, I lost the money dog racing, which I'm still suspicious about, but um <laughs> They're 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 writing Gus in a in a weird way that doesn't make sense linearly. Mm. If you just like perceive his character from start to finish, you're like, I don't understand how they ended up here. Yeah, but he definitely seems like kind of like an incompetent uh, paternal figure who means well but doesn't quite do well. And then you have the the caring, um, more of a maternal figure that's Roddy. Yeah, um, I think they kind of get that with Gus as well. I think. Like a lot of those questions with Gus, it fits just that pattern very well. Mm. He clearly is trying his best, but not necessarily making the best decisions with that. Not yeah. quite Homer Simpson level incompetence, but just that. Yeah. Was that really the right decision? Yeah, that that's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. I did. I mean, I, I'm perpetually looking for some for form of conflict in this show. Um, be that some form of antagonist or a, a incident that they're going to have to grow grow through. And the only thing that I've come up so far with is the only real conflict is really just them using their togetherness to get over their past and move forward. Right. So that's Carol opening up, that's Tuesday, and family issues. Uh, current, uh, and I assume Gus's various addictions. I'm mm -hmm. unsure about Roddy, but it, I think he's probably just a... He's probably a loner character that doesn't get out and doesn't have many friends. They yeah. haven't really developed him as a character aside at all. Yeah, not as much really. He's been kind of the... Well, I mean, you kind of said that to begin with. You you figured he'd be more of the the stand-in type. Yeah, stand-in type for... Um, Male audience is what you originally said, I think. Yeah, for for someone uh, to pro project themselves on as a neutral mask so that they yeah. could see themselves in the environment, but not so much that they would take away from the character elements of Carol and Tuesday themselves. Yeah, which I mean, and that could be why we're not seeing as much development from them, right? Yeah. Like, they they kind of keep that up. So, uh, we got a little bit of hints at uh, Carol's backstory, Tuesday's backstory, Angela's backstory, all in these last few episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Well, that's where it started getting dark. I was like, oh, so Angela was physically abused by uh, her mother. They already kind of hinted at Carol being a refugee. Yeah. Uh, Didn't know what from, and they said Earth, but that's a universal constant. So I don't, I'm not super familiar with that universe, Cowboy Bebop or Space Dandy. Cowboy Bebop. It's Cowboy Bebop for sure. Yeah. Uh, there was no, a I, second I, series, but was there? Yeah, um, I haven't even seen Cowboy Bebop yet. No, it's terrible of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there could be a bit more with that. Um, the thing that I found with Angela's backstory uh, on this watching, of course, as I'm looking a bit more into themes, um, there seems to be a bit of her trying to find herself as well. Mm. I think we kind of touched. We kind of touched on that before. Um, cause you'd said like, what was it? You said like her confidence being a ruse is yeah, what you yeah, said yeah. in the last episode. Right. So I think, and the looking for affirmation. So, um, just rewatching these last episodes, it, I solidified that more into looking for identity. Yeah. And it makes a lot of sense when you state it that way, because she started, it had that whole scene where she gets out of the cab and uh, her mom's like, you can come home and she's like, I'm not going to, or whatever the quote was. And that's where you really see, like, she's definitely going to be growing into her, and she's getting over that that barrier that was uh, her mother. Yeah. Uh, I think that false confidence and that searching for identity, the false confidence in seeking approval is probably related to the issues she has with her mother and approval from her mother. Seeking identity is her getting... Uh, past that barrier and actually finding who she is when she separated herself from that negative environment. Yeah. Uh, if I were to get far too deep about it. Yeah. And not to get too deep into other things. Um, I know in the first episode of this, I asked which character you thought I identify with. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm guessing some of that became a little clearer around there too. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I, I just I know you too well, so like, yeah. and the way that they animated it is so well. I could I just looked at the characters and like the little bit of introductions. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. So do you do you see for me why I would kind of project upon Carol then? Oh, uh, she's again. It's that you've got that kind of street smarts, that kind of playful. A bit of playful attitude when yeah. it comes to around things, right? But even with all that seriousness, or with that lack of seriousness around that, that free spirit stuff, you down you actually you know how to be serious and, mm. and go through it. And and I think Carol um, shows that. I think um, you see that when she real like when Tuesday was having her, her kind of identity crisis there right like just carol being able to cut straight to it and go yeah. what is it right um that reminds me very much of you because you've done that for me many times in <laughs> the past, right? one. <laughs> so yeah. it's the the way that they develop these characters they the writing is so good except for gus they they're they're more than just stock character archetypes, mm. and we'll probably talk about this more when we do our season one and wrap up next time. Yeah, but the 
the conflicts and the inner like hypocrisies of a human being, the things that don't mesh, um, the defensive barriers that are there that people have, things that develop naturally over time as they go through conflict and ideas that and perceptions that don't actually make sense yeah. that people have but it's based on like where they've come and how they apply themselves to the environment that they're in like they actually thought of these things for these characters so they didn't mm -hmm. just go okay here are you know four character archetypes and we'll make a show with them yeah so yeah i think that's why I think that might be why it was either easy or yeah, easy to uh project onto like Carol or Angela because mm -hmm. they have real qualities to them. Yeah. And you see it right from the first time you see them, even if you don't have it fully fleshed out what it is. Yeah, exactly. I I, I feel that they've done that very well. Um I would like to point out that you've touched on one of the themes, finally, <laughs> that I've been trying to get you to see um, for a while now. Okay. Um, <laughs> Which one is that? Uh, so the AI versus human touch. Okay. It's actually there right from the beginning. They're constantly talking about that, right? Um, we see it with the judges, like, where they were talking about how... Um, they could feel that it was just about the music for them, right? Mm. They didn't put on something super showy, right? They just came in with that that music. Um, when Tao talks to them, right? He's in. He's like, "What? Just yourselves, right?" Um, and I think that that was there throughout. And I think um, just kind of talking about the conflict. That's where I guess it's a bit safer to say this. We we can see now. Angela and Carol and Tuesday's relationships to each other mm. are going to be like. Um, I'm sure you're, you're noticing this, so I don't feel bad about saying it now. They're they're clearly going to be rivals. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, like Gus even says, that's that's her acknowledging you as a rival. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, so right from the get go, we see Carol and Tuesday wrapping up their stuff in, in their way. You see Angela wrapping up, but it's with the AI versus them staying up all night writing something. Mm -hmm. There's a little bit of an extension to that that I think will come up. Um, and I'll say this, it was brought about to the forefront with uh, OG Bulldog. I'll let you think on that for a second. Okay. If you can, you can see where that's going. Yeah, I'll pause. did kind of touch on it already. Oh, like um, getting past pre perceived uh like preconceptions about people and music and things one, one thing yeah i'm not sure but i'm wondering if the whole ai versus like humanity or soul thing i just completely missed because i spent so much time like listening to music and seeing the differences between singer songwriters and like pop artists yeah. Like the machine versus what would be considered human touch. Yeah. But I'll probably have to get back to you with, with my main man, OG Bulldog. Yeah. Grandma's boy. Um, yeah. And um think when when you do go back and think about that, think about the judges and what the judges are saying about about these people as well. Because I think the theme is there. 
I think we've touched on it in a few of our discussions about this without clearly saying it. And I guess it's almost an extension of the AI versus human touch mm. as I see it. So, um, so we'll go there. So, um, I'm not going to include Ertagun in my characters list this time, just oh. because, again, you, and again, it's more because we haven't seen anything with them. So there's nothing for you to really build on there. So we're going to talk about skip instead. <laughs> this is beardy and the beast the the, the skip talk about skip only now so um so in place of ertagon um i'm going to throw in sybil okay okay so i guess let's start with her because that's such a new because she's a new character so um, I know you mentioned you thought, you know, the stalker fan type thing. Um, I think, I think she is going to steal or break Tuesday's guitar. Okay. Um, cause she's obsessed. Uh, she was, um, pushed away or rejected. Right. So generally in those type of situations, someone like that will strike back in some way that'll hurt them. Uh, the there's only two ways that they could do, and that'd be something dark like abducting Carol or something along those lines, or alternatively something more symbolic, which I think would be more Sybil style, which means uh, likely the guitar. Okay. I don't know how she would know about the guitar because they haven't had any interviews and she hasn't said anything about it to her directly, uh, but I could see that being a thing. Maybe stolen. Okay. Uh, also, they nailed the character. Yeah. <laughs> Just creepy AF. Like, I actually have Sybil WTH question mark in my notes here. Uh, I think I wrote the same thing because I think I assumed that would be your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Gee. Yeah. All right. Um, Carol and Tuesday. Carol Tuesday, friendship growing stronger. They're opening up to each other. The biggest thing there was Carol revealing herself to Tuesday. Yeah. I think in that interview, it was half about having like a story to tell the interview in seven when they were doing the tryouts and half that she felt comfortable saying it because Tuesday was next to her. Mm -hmm. uh, she's definitely the type not to reveal unless... Like, she can trust the person. Yeah. I liked Tuesday finally kind of acknowledging people around her. Mm. To start, she was a little bit more self-orientated. I wouldn't go as far as saying self-absorbed, because uh, yeah. she was definitely empathetic to the people around her, but uh, definitely more self-focused, which is the shell she broke in yeah. Seven. Indeed. And uh, Carol definitely helped with that. You know, just the, it's like, no, I can tell. Like, when you're singing, you are you. Yeah. Right? And that, that's a type of um, relationship, you know, I really appreciate. Mm. I know, you know, in our deep, dark pasts, I think <laughs> I think uh, that was something that... Back in the dark ages. That. Yeah, back in the dark ages. Um, that was something that was definitely there. I think between us as well. So mm. it, it's nice to see that. 
Um, they definitely framed close friends in a good way. Yes. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, as you said, it's like, still, still feels that very wholesome. Yes. <laughs> right? That wholesome relationship. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, so, Angela. Angela. Finally getting to see some stuff about her. They, they did well for her to project based on outward ap- appearances and like the facade she was putting on, but finally seeing some backstory. Mm-hmm. Like you could already tell that her uh, relationship with her uh, mother was kind of toxic in some way. Right. But for her to actually have some established backstory, which was, again, 20 seconds, maybe that they kind of went into it, but it had such an impact. And I mentioned this last time. They do so good at taking those little moments in this show and really bringing them to focus. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I agree. Um, you just said, yeah, 20 seconds. Right, it was 20 seconds of that, and it was just like a brief conversation. Like, it was just a, why don't you come home? And all of a sudden, it's like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> like, just... That that line was enough to make you go, okay, and then just the little intersperse of visuals with it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember correctly, I think even like when she was talking about her room, I think it went a little bit red. Yeah, they're like a red yeah. stain on the wall. Yeah, just really well done. Uh, seeing anything about where she's going here? I know at this point you're still thinking, I think you were thinking either she's uh... going to be a... Part of the co- part of the cohort, or just become a better person from having been near yeah. or related. I yeah, yeah. I, I'm still holding on to that. I now think it's more likely to be a season two thing and not a season one thing. But to f- fully think about it in a trope way, like yesterday's villain is today's ally. I think, yeah. and she's not even really that much of a villain. She she said some mean things, but like. I mean, how's that going to affect two girls who uh, played music for 100,000 people who didn't want the, want to hear them? Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, again, it, it's that... Um... Oh, I lost what I was going to say. No, that's fine. <laughs> it's like, um... All right. Tao. Um, Tao. Yes. I'm interested to see what you are thinking of Tao now. Uh, he actually had the exact response that I would expect from him. Yeah. The fact that he was so confused that what I assume was such, like, in his eyes, such a great song was not created by an AI. Yeah. And that it was written by them with their own hearts. Like, he, he just didn't seem to get it and was confused by it. Or yeah. he might have been motivated, but you can't really tell because he's kind of stone-faced. Yeah. But, yeah, same place as before. Uh, I think less that he'll end up being, like, a primary antagonist. Right. I think he'll just be confused. But he did have that kind of... He did have a human moment. He didn't understand what was going on. They definitely built him up to be a very intelligent person. Yeah. Like, even talking to that finance guy, the finance guy was like, you need... To come work with us, you'd be great. Yeah. Does that his interactions around that um, 
recontextualize what you've seen in the past with them in any way? Uh, no. It's pretty much the same same type of character as I said before. Uh, I may not have explained my thoughts about him uh, as accurately as I would have, but I don't see him any differently. I still kind of see him. kind of old AI type. Yeah. He was just like emotionally stunted, which is entirely possible. This is when he has a 20 second backstory where we find out he was abandoned and raised by wild AIs in the woods or something. <laughs> yeah. And then you'd be like, um, oh, he was. You can identify with him, and that's sad. <laughs> um. All right. Um. So yeah, that's kind of what I had with the characters. Um. So overall, where do you think the tournament arc is going to lead us? Um. Hmm. I think Angela's going to win. Okay. I think that is going to motivate Carol on Tuesday. Carol okay. Tuesday will either come out third or second. Okay. But again, that's just going to motivate them. Uh, if if they're crushed about it, it'll only be for a small amount of time, and then they'll have renewed motivation and come out stronger than before. Uh, stronger through the defeats we experience kind of situation. Right. Either way, I see the tournament arc still more about Carol and Tuesday bonding to each other and less about them becoming like the next big thing. Right. Like they definitely want to do something with their music and they definitely want to be big. But the the only people the only person who's concerned about the time frame of it is Gus. Yeah. Oh, I agree with that. <laughs> so it, like if it takes them a long time, it just takes them a long time as long as they continue with that bond. Uh, I am super interested in ten through twelve because it definitely is like that foreboding feeling. Yeah. Like I feel like something is going to happen, yeah. but I can't put my finger on it. I'm wondering if it's with Sybil, I'll I'll probably feel that it's too forced okay because it would have been too rapid like this is a slow moving series develop the characters develop the conflicts and i'm still still waiting to see how it all comes down around tuesday's mom because tuesday is not hiding her face anymore and she's been on like you know mars's biggest program have you right um, okay um well with that, suppose we are going to have to wait for the next second wall. Indeed. <laughs> so this has been Beardy and the Beast, the second wall. Join us on the next Media Club, where we discuss the tale of Princess Kaguya and the next second wall for episodes 10 through 12 of Carol's on Tuesday, plus the season wrap-up discussion, which will be more in-depth than the previous second walls. Check us out here or any services listed on beardyandthebeast.com. And if you have judged us well, show us to your friends. Later. <laughs>